Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. As Christ followers, we need to count our blessings because we actually have God living in us. That's amazing. That's amazing. Six of you get it. Moses never got to see and experience what you've seen. Elijah, Elisha, never. You and I are so blessed this morning, but we take it for granted. It's sobering to think about having the God who created the universe living inside us. Knowing that we have the power inside us to actually live life the way God has commanded us is just too amazing. As Pastor Mark will be teaching, we have something the men of the Old Testament didn't have. We should be careful to exercise faith at every opportunity and be obedient to what God has told us in His Word to do. Understanding that we don't have to meet God's standard by our own force of will is such a relief. We'll hear more about the need to share this good news with others today. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all this information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with part three of his message, Be Ecstatic. things I've tried to learn through my life. I want to be this. Hopefully you're this. Remember a few weeks ago, we brought a little girl on stage. Remember? And Jesus said, unless you become like that little girl. What was that little girl? She was dependent. She didn't have any status. She just trusted. Well, that's what God wants to do. And that's God's plan. Ordinary people, you could have the highest IQ or the lowest. Doesn't matter. He sends you out. He uses all of us. And he wants you to be humble. He wants you to be dependent. And he wants you to be teachable. As you know, I've been a Christian 67 years. I'm still trying to be very teachable. You and I will never get it all. Are you teachable this morning? That's why you're here. Thank you. So Jesus says, God, your plan is amazing. He didn't pick the highest whatever, the best looking whatever. He just picked ordinary people and filled them with the spirit. What a joy. Now, then we see this connection between Jesus and God. Look at verse 22. All things have been committed to me by my father. No one knows who the son is except the father. And no one knows who the Father is except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal himself. So Jesus says to these 72, I have a relationship with God. You don't really know God. And 
God has a relationship with me, and you know some about me, but you really don't know all about me. You just can't really even understand it. What was one of the main reasons, other than the cross, that Jesus came to this earth? Why did Jesus come to this earth as a man and God? Why? If you would say to people, what is God like? Well, the Bible says no man has ever seen God. So what is God like? So why did Jesus come? I just gave you the answer. He came to show us what? Who God is and what he was like. His character. Remember one time Jesus said this. If you've seen me, come on, finish it. You've seen the Father. So he says, you've seen a little picture of him. He's long-suffering. He's caring. He's slow to anger. How many are glad for that? And he gives how many chances? Two and then you're out? Three and then you're out? No, if you only get three and you're out, we're all out of here, aren't we? He gives many chances. That's the character of God. He's a man. Who wouldn't want to follow him? Are you kidding me? And then he basically says, you don't understand God's plan of salvation. No one would design it this way. And I want you to write this down. Here's what Jesus is talking about. Only through Jesus, that's why he came to this earth, can people have a personal relationship with God. Now, that doesn't make any sense at all, but that's the way God designed it. Through his son, God so loved the world that he sent through his son. That is the only answer to the situation, Jesus. Now, I want us to read John 14, 6. You understand what this looks like. I want us to read it together. Here we go. Jesus answered, come on, out loud now, everybody, here we go. I am a way, a way, no, 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 the, all right, let's read it like that. I am the way. Now stop just a moment. Why would I emphasize that? What does the world say today? Any way to God. Doesn't matter. There's many ways to God. Oh, no, 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 no. Here we go again. I am the way and the truth. And the life. Now, here's the biggie. No one comes to the Father. Stop. Where's the Father this morning? He's in heaven. Some of you didn't know. He is not sitting next to you. He's in heaven. Let's go. No one comes to the Father. Say it with me. Except. And who is me? Jesus. Now, that's either 100% true or Jesus and God are the biggest liars in the world. Oh, Pastor Margaret, there's got to be more options than that. Sorry. There are no other options. He's the truth. He's life. You want to go to heaven? Only through Jesus. Sorry. Not dogmatic. Truth. Two and two, still four. Maybe the new modern math changed it, but it's still four. Okay? Now, when you look at that, you have to understand Then Jesus does something very important. You just read that. Jesus turns to his disciples and he says, look how blessed you are. He kind of separates the 72 and he's back to his personal disciples, the 12. Look at verse 23. Then he turned to his disciples and said privately, just to the 12, blessed are the eyes Let's see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings wanted to see what you see, but did not see it. 
and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. What is Jesus saying? The Old Testament was filled with the prophecies of Jesus coming. And he says to his disciples, well, let me just say it like this. I think you'll like this. How many like to be with Moses on the day that he smacked that old water in the Red Sea and it, it separated and two million people walked through? I'd like to be there walking through. Whoa, this is fantastic. Come on, how many like to really be there? Yeah, it'd been fantastic. But see, Moses never saw Jesus. He never, Abraham never did. David never did. All the Old Testament prophets, all the Old Testament kings who knew the Messiah was coming, never got to see it. So he turns to his disciples and says, do you realize how blessed you are? You're walking with the Messiah. You're listening to his teachings. How amazingly blessed you are. But you and I are one better. You know why? Write it down this morning. You have to understand what this is. As Christ followers, we need to count our blessings because we actually have God living in us. That's amazing. That's amazing. Six of you get it. Moses never got to see and experience what you see. Elijah, Elisha, never. You and I are so blessed this morning, but we take it for granted. I challenged people when I was in Sebastian this week in the Holy Spirit night. Would you just challenge yourself to kind of be on a first name basis with the Holy Spirit? You know how we treat the Holy Spirit sometimes? It's like walking into your house. You're the husband. And you say nothing to your wife who's in the house for the whole evening. How's that make your wife feel? She's hurt. Quite often we act and and cause the Holy Spirit to be grieved. See, the Holy Spirit is not a thing. He's often grieved because he's in us, but we never acknowledge his presence. It's not a bad thing tomorrow morning for you to get up and say this. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Wow. By the way, he's the one that leads you, guides you, and comforts you. Let's not ignore him. Amen? He's personal. So Jesus says, you're blessed out of your socks. Well, they didn't wear socks, sandals. You're blessed out of your sandals. Unbelievable what's happened. Now, and, and when you think of that, Think about us today. How many of these Bibles do you have at home? How many have more than one Bible? Yeah, right. If you have an iPad, you have like 100,000 Bibles or whatever, with all the translations or whatever. But just think of that. Look what what we're doing today with technology. It's not about the technology. This goes all over the world. People can get out and watch sermons and stuff, and all the notes are there and all the. How blessed we are today. They never knew that. Let me give you one of the big ones. You remember when Jesus was crucified in the Old Testament, you would have never talked to God. You had to go through a priest. And when you went to the holies of holies, there was a curtain 
and it would be spread right there. You couldn't go. Only the high priest once a year could go in and talk to God. You and I never, always had to go through another person. But on the day that Jesus died, that, that, that curtain was rent from the top to the bottom. What, did he th- what was Jesus saying? Come on in. You now have access to me. I'm the one that goes between. Hallelujah. You can go to God 24-7, and he's listening and wants a relationship. Whoa, I'm getting excited with you this morning. How amazingly blessed we are. But often we don't take advantage of it. See, our, our unsafe friends have no clue. We do, but sometimes we need to stir that reminder up. How blessed that is that we have that. Now, let's go back to verse 20. Everything we've seen is joyful. It's been wonderful. But Jesus, look at me for a moment. Jesus is going to take them and give them an eternal perspective. He's going to correct their teaching, their words, and their their understanding of what just happened. Let's read verse 20 again. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you. He's not saying don't rejoice. He says, but really understand where the real joy is. But rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Here's the way I want you to write it this morning, would you? Jesus says, be ecstatic since your name is written in heaven. Ecstatic is expressing overwhelming, joyful excitement. Every other miracle in our life is temporary. What they did, healing, casting out demons, temporary. It's only for this world. The only miracle that's eternal is salvation. You see, if our names are written in heaven on the Lamb's book of life, that book of life, that guarantees you and I will live with God in heaven forever. That's amazing. So Jesus says, it was fantastic. I'm so proud of you. Way to go. Time out. Don't just rejoice in that. Rejoice because you're going to spend eternity with me in heaven because of the gift of God's grace to you. Now, where does that put you and I this morning? When you die, where will you spend eternity? See, nobody argues that they're going to die. Everybody knows they're going to die. Why should we as Christians share the gospel? What's the importance of us sharing the gospel? Well, John in the book of Revelation puts it right between our eyes. Look at this, Revelation 20:15. If anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he, she was thrown into the lake of fire, hell. Why are we supposed to be sharing? Because if we don't share and they don't get a chance to hear and receive Christ, there's only two places people go when they die. Heaven with God. 
hell without God. Pastor Hogg, I don't believe that at all. And I want to say this in a very solemn way. It isn't funny. Ten seconds after you die and you're in hell, you'll be a believer, but it's too late. See, Satan's the greatest liar. And our soul is the real you. It's going to live forever. Not your body. We get a new body. So we share the gospel. Why? Because the most valuable position, a possession we have is the soul. People that do not believe in Jesus and refuse to repent and follow him will spend eternity in hell. So the Bible is just saying to us, remember, outside these doors, people don't know that truth. They do not understand what it means to be a sinner. They don't know that they're born in sin, separated from God. They're empty, they're lonely, they're guilty. Hello. The crazy the thing that I was telling you about, Woodstock. They're there. I, I, I just looked at all those people and I'm going, oh my goodness, they're searching and there's nobody there. They're taking ecstasy to try to get high for three days. What are you going to do on Monday? Real life's again. And it's empty. But there's nobody sharing. That's why Jesus was teaching these 72. It's a privilege. It's a responsibility to share the good news. And we have to understand it and get it. Because it's man's soul. This is not a party. This is a war. For the souls of men and women. That's why Jesus one day simply said, go into all the world, preach the good news to all creation. I want you to turn to John 3.3 3 in your Bibles, if you will. One day, Jesus met a, a very religious leader, a Pharisee. His name was Nicodemus. And he came at night. And you know, most people outside of church think you're going to go to heaven because you're a good person. Well, pretty much Nicodemus was one of those religious guys. And look what he says in John 3, 3. He basically said to Jesus, they got in a conversation, and Jesus just goes right, just like he did with the disciples. Okay, rejoice that you had a great trip. It was fantastic. I'm really proud of you. But the, man, the major thing you want to rejoice about is you're going to heaven because your name's there. And then he says to Nicodemus, look at verse 3. And reply, Jesus declared, I tell you the truth. No one can see the kingdom of God. Unless he's born again. Now, Nicodemus didn't understand that. Later, he did. He became a Christian. He became a follower of Jesus. But see, what Jesus was saying is anybody can be born again and have eternal life. Pastor Mark, what does that mean? What does that look like? How, how do I get my name in the book of life? What is that all about? Two things for you to write this morning. Not only for you, but how to share with people. It's very simple. You can do Romans 10, 9. There's lots of different things. I just want to go through these two. First thing that has to happen to a person is you have to repent. Repent of your sins. Sorry for your sins. Most people don't know they're a sinner. No, I'm a very good person. No, you were born a sinner. Separated from God. That DNA from Adam came to you. Every single one of us born a sinner. Except for Jesus because he's born of the Holy Spirit. But he lived perfect. We don't live perfect. So I'm a sinner by birth and I'm a sinner by choice. I, I sin. You sin. So I have to repent. What's repent mean? It simply means sorry enough to change. It's a change in my thinking. So watch me. I'm a person without God. I'm just doing my thing. I could be a very good person. I'm just following myself and the things of the world, things that make common sense. 
God may be kind of in my view, but I'm not really following. When I repent, I ask God, I'm sorry for this way. I'm going to turn this way. I'm going to begin to follow you. Repentance is a change. And when I follow, it's going to be a change that shows. Lots of people have repented at altars around the world. But there's never been a change. That's no real repentance. And they think they're going to be in heaven, and they're not going to be in heaven because their lifestyle never changed. So notice, it's a change in living. Not perfect, but a change. Second, you then have to believe. I repent. I get rid of my sin. Jesus, I believe in you, and I follow you. I I want to know you personally. It's not a, a religion. It's a relationship. And it's a relationship of trust and dependent. It's a lifestyle. So those two things... Required. When you believe and repent, God will write your name, not in a church role, in the book of life. Because one day, one day, that book of life is going to be opened. And if people's names are in it, welcome. If they're not, I already told you what, separated from God forever. Let me give you a little illustration of what that looks like. Let's use this as the book of life. I have no idea what the book of life looks like. When you stand before God, he's going to open the book of life. Mark Lee Balmer. Welcome in. How did my name get there? I'm a pastor. Good luck. No, my name got there by what? Repenting and believing. Just like everybody else. Next person in line could be Mary Linda Balmer, my wife. You won't stand there as a couple. You'll stand alone. That's important to me. It should be important to you to have your name there. But there's something else very important to me. I want my kids. I want my grandkids. I want my neighbors. I want my friends. I want you... But I can't make that choice. I got there because I made a choice. There's nothing more important than my kids and grandkids are in there. You've heard me say it so often. It's not about the crud in life. It's not about cars, you own the business, all that stuff's great, education. That's wonderful. It's great. Nothing more important than your names in the Lamb's Book of Life. Here's the question I want you to answer. It's right to you. Is your name written in heaven? If it isn't, it can be written there this morning. It's not about a church. It's about you saying, I choose to repent and believe and follow Jesus. He can transform any life. We're all proof of that. Knowing what God has done for us and the freedom we now have should cause us to be ecstatic. The access we now have to peace and joy is comforting. Pastor Mark cautioned us to be on the lookout for opportunities to tell other people about what has been given to us by God. The world around us is dying and chasing death. They need to be shown the way to life. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. There's a simple way to share this message. 
Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Well, next time we'll begin a new sermon series. Pastor Mark will still be teaching from the book of Luke chapter 10. We'll be learning a new word and how it applies to our lives and why it shouldn't apply to our lives. We'll be learning about the importance God places on our attitudes and the importance for them to be right, not just doing what appears to be the right thing. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast from all of the production team here at Lessons for Living. We want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.